So Tara, why does Julian hate me? Like, what's <laughs> what? What is it? I don't know. It's, I'll have I, to ask I thought the animosity <laughs> would have gone away after four years, but apparently not. <laughs> I don't know. It must have been something you said. <laughs> apparently, My he goodness. just really hates people who support his work. I think. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Why yeah, would you want? Yeah. Why would you want anybody to support your work? Exactly. Yeah. So, so how have you been? It's been a, 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 there was a, there was a thing in the middle from the <laughs> last time that you were here. So, yes, some time happened. Uh, yeah, I've been really good. Um, yeah, it's it feels like actually so much more time has passed, but it's probably just because I'm like in project timeline. <laughs> um, but yeah, we uh, we made Room of Swords all of season two and season three. Uh, we went well. I went full time on this job because before I was working um, a full time job and writing, so that's been really nice. And then we started writing Love Me to Death and Room of Swords wrapped up. So. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> uh, man, so yeah, you you've completed a bunch of stuff, uh, and George R. R. Martin still hasn't come up with that one book. So oh, man, I mean, yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Um, well, speaking of George R. R. Martin, what's up, fandom? My name is Josh. Uh, what a way to segue that! And today I've got a special guest. I have Tara from Tunamate joining me again. Hello. Uh, so good to be back. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, tw April of 2019 was the last episode, so it's been a hot minute. Uh, Julian um, is not joining us because, again, there's something. I did something in the past. I don't know what it was. But, it's a mystery. Yeah. One Should write day, a webtoon about it. One day... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> one day, one day he'll come back and we'll bond and uh, it'll be like nothing ever happened. Yeah, just like old friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so Tara... Um, again, welcome back. Uh, it's, it's great to have you on. Um, so let's just kind of go into like, we, we talked about it a little bit, but like the last time we had you on, it was like right before season two of Room of Swords began. And if you listen to that episode, uh, wonderful listeners, uh, that is a time capsule because Josh got everything wrong. <laughs> Like, what? <laughs> all of all of my little like hey i think that this could happen nope didn't nope not even not even close uh, <laughs> i'll have to go back and listen to that <laughs> i was like i really like uh i like gyrus and uh yeah i think you know, you know, he's a great, great guy you know yeah. and uh <laughs> it, it all exploded <laughs> totally never did anything wrong that guy <laughs> nah, he's totally yeah. fine great salt of the earth that man <laughs> yeah um but yeah, so yeah, so it's been a while. So you were able to completely finish up Room of Swords. So congrats there on on wrapping up Room of Swords. Um, Thank you so much. And now we're in our new series. Yes. Uh, and yes, that's what we we're that's what we're here to talk about today, guys. Um, so we're here to talk about Love Me to Death. So first off, uh, Tara, just for for our our wonderful listeners who don't want to go back and listen to. Uh, an episode two like two hundred and something episodes ago. Uh, don't want to go that because that's a lot of scrolling through. It was a lot of scrolling <laughs> through Spotify, and then I was like, oh wait a sec, I can just use the search feature, and I just typed in "room of" and it popped up. I was like, oh well, <laughs> what was I doing? Technology, <laughs> right? Um, so uh, give us uh, give our our wonderful uh, listeners maybe a, just a little bit of a backstory in uh, Tara and Julian and Tunamated. Sure. Um, so. 
Oh man, Tunamated was actually a company that my husband established like a long time ago. Um, but then when um, we met and we started working at art and video game companies and stuff, he kind of started it back up. And then, you know, we really wanted to kind of like do our own thing for a long time. And we both really love stories and art and animation. And we tried making video games for a little while, but we were like, yeah, like <laughs> the programming part isn't really like our forte. Um, and it gets, I don't know, it just, it does our head in. So we were like, you know what we could do? We could maybe write comics. Um, and then we were just kind of looking for a platform to put it on and Julian really wanted to do animation because that's like his background. Uh, and we found Webtoon was able to host gifts and we sent a message to um, David at the time who is now like a VP of content. <laughs> so, and he was like, yeah, sure, we'll give you a chance. So like, and we had no idea at the time like how lucky we were, um, but we just, you know, we were able to put Room of Swords as an original series um, and just like, yeah, got our foot right in that door at the right time and um, we feel really fortunate about that still because I feel like it's like the bar is always getting higher um but yeah so we learned a lot making room of swords and it was kind of like a project that was like all of our um the things that we nerd out the most about like sci-fi and you know existential questions <laughs> that kind of stuff um and uh yeah and then like when that was kind of like you know winding down getting towards the end or like we need to think of something else to do next because we want to keep making a living off of this and hopefully be able to do what we love for the rest of our lives. And so um, that's when we started thinking about Love Me to Death. And that's where we are today. Well, technically, we're after one full season of Love Me to Death. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Room of Sorts was just like, I, I don't know, that was like lightning in a bottle. Because uh, just reading that, like, I had been reading Webtoon for a while um, by by the time I uh, uh, ran into Room of Swords. And just the fact that you guys were able to put those like motiony gifts and everything in there, like that was just like, I, I don't know, I don't think they do it anymore. Like I, I haven't seen any other Webtoon like actually utilize it. And I'm like, this this is this is what makes it like so you're I'm always scrolling down because I'm like oh maybe we're gonna get something maybe we're gonna get something and then you see like the big bag all glitching out and everything and you're like ah oh, here we go so yeah I, <laughs> yeah I love this it was always fun to you know like read Room of Swords because you never know something crazy is gonna happen maybe you'll get some like falling little like uh like the like the blocky Cody looking stuff kind of like falling down like all kinds of fun things like that and I I really loved that about um uh room of swords and so like when we came into uh love me to death i was like okay are we gonna have some of that uh kind of stuff and i don't know this may be this may be a webtoon thing i i don't know um do they still do like music and stuff for uh yeah they still do music um and gifts actually um but i don't know it's just it's so much work you know like i can totally understand why not a lot of people put it in because yeah it's a lot of um it's already a lot of work to put one episode out every week um but you know like the whole animation thing was like really like Julian's, you know, passion and bread and butter. And he's so ridiculously fast that we got a lot of that on Room of Swords. And I've been trying to get him to like do some panels for me on Love Me to Death too. But it just seems like nowadays we're so busy with so many different things, but we might maybe retroactively go back and put some in. And then his, um, it was actually my husband's brother who was doing all of our music on Room of Swords so you know and he's kind of at a different spot in his life too so we're kind of like 
we just have different resources now, but we would really love to bring that back because I think um, it is really uh, fortunate that Webtoon has that um, capability to support those things because um, a lot of places don't. And it's such like a powerful extra storytelling element mm -hmm. that I really love too. And I like to be able to do it. And I love hearing that people enjoy it. So yeah, we got to do more of that. <laughs> It was it was definitely one, especially um, towards the end when um, like I like when Enrique sings and um, you know we're at the uh, I don't want to say like what what do we call it? like I don't want to say like the bazaar it's like the uh, the morning party like what oh I, I can't remember I my oh, Spanish that... is terrible. No, the, the festival the that festival part? so yeah, at the yeah. festival i was like oh like when when i when i saw that we were going into it i was like oh man music would be just like make this pop so i actually <laughs> i actually ended up having to pop earphones in and i was just listening to stuff while i was reading it so that helped oh, um so yeah it, it was it, it kind of, it definitely enhances the experience um but yeah so let's kind of uh, how, how what did it feel like actually wrapping up room of swords and we may come back to room of swords probably not this will this this will probably be the end of it because we need to talk love me last to death. chance love this, <laughs> yeah. this is it yeah this is it you're never you're never gonna get another one um so what was it kind of like wrapping that up after after so many years yeah um man it was like you know it really it felt really good in a lot of ways and it was also really sad in a lot of ways um it felt definitely like a major accomplishment um, and, you know, I think it was sort of like we'd been working on it for so long that um, it was kind of nice in a way too, to be like, oh, that's done. Now we can sort of like, you know, just absorb and like, you know, kind of have like a, I guess, mental break from it. Um, but at the same time, it's like so hard too, because you're saying sort of goodbye to like this child almost. We started that project actually like six months before our son was born. So in a way, like sometimes we joke, oh, that's our first child. Um, but um, yeah, but I think uh, it was really kind of um, inspiring and eye-opening as well, just to see like how like really just engaged the um, fans were. And uh, sorry, I don't know if getting, I'm hearing noises, but um, yeah, just like the fans have been so engaged and so inspiring and it's like, honestly, just, it's added so much meaning to what we do. It's like in our Discord, for instance, the Room of Swords channels are still like the most active channels. And that's just really like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like, it's just such like an important thing to us. And I feel like it's just such a rare thing to be able to experience, like when people enjoy your work that much. So I'm sure you can relate having your own podcast and everything. Oh, nobody listens um, to this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> By then, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, no, so the, the, yeah. the, the noises that you're hearing, that's Julian asking if we're done yet. It's, he's oh, like, are we done? Right. I don't, I don't want to be in the same room <laughs> with, with that guy. Uh, uh, so, so sorry, uh, let's talk about uh, Love Me to Death. So give, without like spoiling a whole bunch of stuff, or spoil yeah. it, I don't care. It's, it's, it's your show. I don't know. It's my problem. Uh, it's yeah. your thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, first season's already done. So uh, spoilers away for the first season of Love Me to Death. Um, okay. Can you can you tell us a little bit about like what the like what Love Me to Death is? Yeah, um, so basically it's like it's a fantasy romance story, which a friend has recently told me uh, is called romanticy. So um, we'll go with that. Uh, and it's about a necromancer named Victor, and he lives in a city where uh, necromancy is illegal. So 
basically, as you might imagine, he spends his whole life kind of hiding who he is and he's really lonely. But then uh, one day, this rich guy named Enrique, who we've mentioned already, <laughs> approaches Victor and uh, offers him a job to resurrect Mercedes, who is uh, Enrique's fiance, and she has died suddenly and tragically. So um, at first, you know, when Victor gets uh, the message from Enrique, he's kind of like freaked out that somebody has discovered his secret. Um, he's just kind of lost his apartment and his landlord just found out he's an necromancer and everything. So he's really kind of desperate and he accepts this job um, and sort of just hopes that Enrique's money that he, you know, compensates him after this job is over will allow him to start a new life and maybe start fresh somewhere. Um, but then of course, you know, the spell doesn't go quite as planned. It's the whole come back, came back wrong thing. Um, and so Mercedes doesn't have any memory of who she was. And she's kind of like uh, dependent on Victor and that she's magically bonded to him. And if she gets too far away from him, um, then she will die again. Um, and also he's like the only person that she knows. She doesn't even remember Enrique. So he's basically kind of like stuck in the middle of these two people and their relationship. And you think that, you know, it's going to be kind of like your traditional love triangle, but actually they just all fall in love together. So it's fine. <laughs> Which is <laughs> great. We need yeah. <laughs> more polyamorous relationships in everything. Thrupples right? are what we need, guys. Like That is it. <laughs> that is the, the pinnacle. Yes, thruples are the future. <laughs> and also the past, but nobody knew. Yeah, yeah, no, it's going for it. The future is the future yeah. is now and now is thruples. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's like it's you know, all the romance stuff is like the the happy part, and then behind the scenes there's of course like a murder plot and dark secrets and like magic and well magic is fun too actually but yeah so those are all kind of the things that add like the conflict and stuff but the the romance plot is you know the nice settling point <laughs> it's, I, I like it too because it's uh you do have i mean you have the church that is there uh, it's obviously not our church um but it is right. <laughs> it is a church. It is a you know a day like a, a group that is the kind of like this all powerful like they are the ones imposing all the laws, and they have their own basically standing army. Which I don't know how much of an army is left. I mean, a lot of them kind of get you know captured at the end of the season. Um, yes. <laughs> but um, they I I like that fact um, that you know we we have this like this church that is kind of overseeing everything and they're like the ones kind of stepping on, you know, people's throats, um, so to speak. Um, I, I also love that Victor has like uh, uh, the necromancer blood. It's very, I don't know, this is going to be a very dated reference, but uh, in, the, in the movie <laughs> Lost Boys, when uh -huh. they kill the vampire, like they bleed and it's all sparkly. And I kind of think that's where we got it from, like with the with the Twilight stuff, because like they're just like Corey Haim like runs out and they're like covered in like it's like goo, but it's like all sparkly glue. And I'm like, <laughs> the moment I the moment I saw that with Victor, I was like, ah, yes, he is really a vampire. <laughs> He's yes. got sparkle blood. <laughs> that's the season two twist. <laughs> ah, um, and I also I also like with Mercedes that people can see her is she it, it's not like that that kind of trope with a ghost where oh only the person that summoned me can see me. It's like everybody can see her but we still had to have a, li a little something so like only victor can understand her yeah until obviously enrique you know the love 
Um, uh, I, I, the magic it, of love. The magic of love. Yes, the power of friendship <laughs> and love uh, yeah. helps um, helps you know Enrique be able to understand Mercedes. So I thought that was nice. Um, yeah, the, just uh, there's a lot of things in here that I wouldn't have like honestly necromancer like whenever you think necromancer it's like Bleh, necromancer. Bleh, yeah. Um, so like. Uh, the fact that you were able to like make Victor like, and let's let's be let's be real, he's pretty he's a pretty attractive man. Let's, let's be sad, but we're, we'll be real. Um, I didn't even notice. <laughs> we just kind of drew him, and it happened. Yeah, we were like, is Weird. he attractive? You know, uh, yeah. sometimes it just happens. Like I, I just yeah. doodle sometimes, and I'm like, damn. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I, I I love that. Like it, it's really good. Like uh, and let's uh, let's also be real. Like all the people in this in this are, are very attractive. Um, yeah. <laughs> for the, one. the magic of romance. Yeah. Exactly. The magic of romance <laughs> and necromancy. It makes just everyone yeah. attractive. Right. Um, Sexy magic. <laughs> so uh, why why a necromancer? Like what kind of brought up the idea for you know the the series and especially like Victor being a necromancer? Like this is what we wanted to do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, it was kind of like a long, it was a long process to get there. Um, but I think generally it, it all started because I wanted to um, try to do uh, sort of a romantic adaptation of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Cause that's one of my favorite books. And um, when we were kind of trying to brainstorm a new idea for a romance story, my husband who is never here uh, <laughs> suggested that he's real, I swear. Um, <laughs> I, here's the thing that was on zoom a long time ago. We have a recording of his voice, but that could have yeah. been anybody. I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, no, I mean, no, it's totally my husband. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, not selling my story well. Um, but yeah, so it was like, uh, he had suggested, why don't you try doing a romantic adaptation of that book because you like it so much, Frankenstein. Um, and I was like, yeah, that would never work. But then I was kind of thinking about it some more and I was like, you know, actually like it could work. I probably do it like this, like someone hires somebody to resurrect their bride, blah, blah, blah. Um, but sort of, a lot of the earlier drafts, it was really like science fiction-y still, sort of like the original source material. Um, and it was just kind of like, you know, I we wanted to do a romance and something a little bit lighter. And I don't think like, I didn't want to necessarily have it be like really depressing and gothic and stuff. So we were trying to find ways to kind of like, um, like lighten the mood, I guess. And at first we were like thinking, let's set it in Mexico, first of all, because in Mexico, um, it, they've, well, my husband is from Mexico, and so, like, we're very familiar with the culture and everything, and actually, like, we live down here most of the time now, too, but um, it's, uh, they have, like, a very kind of reverent and colorful way of sort of, like, representing death and stuff, you know, if you've seen the movie Coco, that's probably the thing that people are most familiar with in mainstream media right now, but um, so there's that, and then we were like, you know what, also, maybe let's do magic, and what had happened was we had just been watching this Netflix show called The Brand New Red Cherry Flavor. I don't know if you've seen that. That's a title but... and a half. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, it's really good though, but it was sort of like, it has like uh, witchcraft and stuff, but it's more like front of the, um, sort of Latin variety of witchcraft. So it's like South American and you're like, you know, that kind of goes along with it. Why don't we make him a necromancer and just kind of make it a little bit more magical. And I really like also just in general, sort of 
putting a twist on things that are usually like have a certain kind of stigma or like understanding or whatever and just kind of like turning it on its head that's fun for me so I think that's kind of how that happens just as we kind of gradually we're trying to make our way to something a little bit lighter um, and represent this you know very essential element of death in a more approachable way um yes <laughs> that happened um so okay we're, we're gonna we're gonna go into into season one spoilers so if you've not okay. read uh read it uh, why it's free it's on webtoon what are you doing just go read <laughs> i mean come on um, yeah well, season one is free now <laughs> Yeah, like, just yeah. go go read, go read it. It's it's there. Um, so yeah, you can uh, go read it. So uh, spoiler warnings: give it like five minutes, earmuffs on, just skip around if you uh, if you don't want to, you know, be spoiled. Or just better yet, pause, go read it. You you can read it in an afternoon. Well, maybe not an afternoon. You can read it in a, a weekend. Yeah, give yourself some time. You can read it a Saturday, Sunday. What else are you gonna do? Um, read it. Uh, so. And then, then come back to this. Uh, so season one, um, we have we we leave our our wonderful thruple um, in the with the cartel. Um, yep. We've got Father Santiago and a bunch of the order. They've been captured. Um, so I don't know what what that power vacuum leaves. Is there somebody who's worse than Father Santiago? Is there a Father Christopher who's <laughs> just waiting in the wings for his chance? Um, mm. That would be that would be pretty fun. Um, We've got uh, uh, Gabriela and, and Mia. They've rescued a somehow shirtless Ignacio. Like, I don't know how that happened. Like, he was fully <laughs> clothed when he went into the water. He comes out and he's like, I am now shirtless. And you're like, all right, fair. Like, <laughs> yeah. what happened there? Is there a back? Is that a season two secret? Like, what happened in the yeah. water? <laughs> It's a really critical plot point for sure. Yeah, no, I just, I think he just stripped his uh, heavy uh, armor, right? So that he could um, conveniently reappear shirtless. I mean, I guess, but I mean, yeah. wear an undershirt, bro. I mean, that's got to chafe. I mean. Yeah. Uh, Maybe he just wanted to impress the audience. I mean, fair. Why not? He's hey, breaking the fourth wall. Do we have another thruple? Who knows? No, no. <laughs> Which yeah. everybody ends up in a thruple. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, there are no single relationships. Thruples for all. Um, yeah. And then the worst the worst part is uh, my poor boy, Fernando. Like, he's he's very distraught. Like, yes. I, I, I feel bad. I'm like, no, my son, please. Like, he's <laughs> so sad. He, he sees the, the ship on fire and he knows nothing. Or right. he is just yep. Fernando. <laughs> yes. <laughs> poor, poor Fernando. Yes. Um. So did did I did I miss anything uh, with uh, the end of uh, season one? Um. Gosh. Well, the only thing is uh, also uh, Mercedes' childhood friend Luisa. Um. She is also looking forlornly from the window at the burning ship. Um. And yeah. So she's uh, she and Fernando are both going to play a role in season two for sure. Um. Luisa's kind of like their inside connection at the sacred order and the last that, you know, we left off with her, she was going to go look for a marriage ritual spell to hopefully correct this resurrection that has gone awry. So she'll definitely be coming back and uh, Fernando too will, you know, be distraught for a while, but I'm sure that Enrique will find a way to get back in touch with him. Hopefully, hopefully. That's, hopefully, that's, that's yeah. what we need. That's like, to me, that's my season too. Is, yeah, <laughs> is, is poor Fernando in his in his quest to 
I, I know it's probably already done, but if you decided to just make a whole chapter about just Fernando, just searching and finding out, there's all there's one of us who would love that chapter. I don't know anybody don't, else, but I'm just like, my boy. I would love to, actually. Fernando is one of my favorite characters, so yes. He, <laughs> he's I got will. all the sass, and I'm like, yes. man, I love those characters. Love them. <laughs> my fave. He's um, so much fun. What are, and you had, you also did a lot of, uh, I, another thing that I appreciate, all the cameos, lots of oh, Ring yes. of Swords cameos, <laughs> loved yes. them. I do like that Gyrus is the only one on the, like with the, uh, with the cartel and everybody else is with the order. I thought that was kind yep. of telling. I was like, hmm. <laughs> yes, he's, uh, yes, on the side that initially seems questionable, but he knew what he was doing all along, right? <laughs> Um, um yeah so who are who are some of your favorite characters to uh to to, to like write for and create like who who are they like what's your, what's your jam? <laughs> who are they um yeah i think well i really like all of them for their own reasons nah, nah, that's the, <laughs> but that's the cop out it's, it, i know i just asked you to name the favorite child but still <laughs> yes okay okay well yes my favorite actually is enrique um, my favorite, like, main cast character, as I mentioned, Fernando is also a favorite, and also La Sombra, but um, Enrique oh, of the Sombra, like that, like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> yo, if you just, like, decide to make, like, whatever, just art, or just, like, La Sombra, just, like, chilling, like, I'm, I'm down, I'll buy All it, right. I'll pop I'll it on the that wall, that's, that's good stuff. <laughs> we do need more La Sombra art, that is, that is totally true. She's totally like posterable. <laughs> I mean, especially so. Uh, Webtoon, you may be listening. Uh, uh, do a do a you know ba characters list, um, and boom, right there, like ba you know mommy characters, bam, Lasombra, like right there, and you're like, all right, just literally just, like, show the picture with the abs, and you're like, done, right there, yeah. like hands down. We don't got to vote, like it's done. Like, we, it, <laughs> Like, she voted like, for herself exactly yeah. it's like, well, why even vote like really? she's here's the thing let's be real she's probably rigged it uh, <laughs> yeah. she's that good <laughs> she rigged it with her six-pack yeah <laughs> just like one look and you're like all right I'll just, just start writing it yeah yeah <laughs> oh man yeah yeah i love her too um yeah i think like uh enrique is sort of like uh Gosh, he just, I don't know. I feel like when I say Enrique is my favorite character that people are either like really surprised or really not surprised. But I just kind of, I really like how he can talk his way out of everything. And his dialogue is always really fun to write, especially when it's like put against another character with a really strong personality. Um, but yeah, I sometimes, like I have said to people that like he can talk himself out of anything and he talked to me out of making him a villain because like in the very like earliest draft, that was kind of the plan. But every time I wrote a scene with him, I was like, I know he's just, he's too cool. <laughs> so I just thought it would be more fun to maybe have him instead be like a subversive trope of the you know rich evil guy so it was yeah. it was very it's like i'm kind of sitting there like when, when i'm first reading it i'm like this guy he's he's gonna it's it's gonna be that villain that the villain cliche like yeah he probably killed mercedes and he's he's doing some some he like he's only bringing her back to the dead so that he can find out the information that she knows and then he's going to kill her again you know yeah. just very you know <laughs> like a terrible you know like harlequin novel type of 
garbage. Like that's what yeah. I was thinking. I was like, ah, oh, this is gonna be like I I know where this is going. It's fine. And then I'm reading, I'm like, oh no, he's he's a good guy. Like he's he's not a baddie, he's a goodie. And like it's it was really surprising. And yeah, it's it, it's really fun and going on that journey, especially with uh Enrique, because like he knows, like he can tell he's not an idiot. He knows, you know, Mercedes and Victor. He can he's got eyes like we do. He can see yeah. what's going on. <laughs> so yeah, just him being able to go in and like slowly throughout the course, you see the acceptance happen, and then you see the new uh budding romance happen, and then you see uh cuddle times on a bed at the end uh, of it's it's yeah. just it's just fun <laughs> oh i'm so glad <laughs> yeah i oh. had a lot of fun writing it so <laughs> uh, what what were you okay well hypothetically enrique mm -hmm. bad how, yeah. how, how how were you going to write enrique was she just going to be like girl i work with the church <laughs> like, <laughs> like... yeah it was like uh man it was so long ago because i'm talking like these early drafts were like before like we even pitched it to webtoon so um but yeah it was sort of like something along the lines of uh gosh I kind of even remember like his family has always been sort of like you know the the rich people who have exploited their workers kind of thing and they have political interests and he was like the heir of a um that's that was it he was the heir of like some fortune so he had to get married to uh collect it and he mm -hmm. specifically had to marry mercedes because she was the heiress of another family that they wanted to align with with power um but he had a brother i think in the original version who was also courting mercedes so like they were in competition but yeah it was like i don't know it's getting really complicated um and yeah just i don't know i couldn't do it i couldn't do so it. so then we killed the brother and... we did yeah <laughs> or i don't know maybe he'll come back later that would be hilarious yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> blast from the past <laughs> um it's like enrique it's me your brother steven and you're like what uh, right. what are you uh, <laughs> i've been here all along <laughs> he's like and and that's when you you know you do uh you just like post a bunch of like old shots and you just like kind of draw like a shadow in the end like just a couple eyes and you're like see he was there the <laughs> yeah. entire time right 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 yeah like see all of these little things and re-upload the chapter why not like right yeah it's, here's the thing too if you're just re-uploading those chapters and just like like penciling in steven then it's like hey guess what that's like a couple weeks off right yeah i'm just saying you're just re-uploading be like remember when this happened bubble 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 and the next like three chapters are just the same thing except like there's just a menacing steven in the background right yeah, exactly. that's like a win for everybody <laughs> I'm like, trying to I don't to help remember you, that. Yeah. So. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I'm taking notes. <laughs> um, um, so what are, so we, we talked about, you know, kind of some of the favorite characters, obviously Fernando, best character in the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then, so, but what about some of your favorite themes that you, that you've written? Cause like, chocked mm -hmm. full of themes this 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 series um yeah lots of <laughs> lots of fun little things that we get to go on. And I don't want to spoil a whole bunch. Cause I mean, obviously it, the, a lot of it is for the read. Um, but like, what are some of your favorite ones that you've, uh, that you've kind of gone down and ones that you hope to explore later on in the series? Yeah. Um, well, gosh, okay. I really, um, man, well, in terms of themes, like more general themes, I feel like one that I really have liked doing in this is sort of the theme of 
things are not quite as they seem and we should kind of examine our personal biases that exist for whatever reason, like because of upbringing or maybe because of um, propaganda or because of just our own like ignorance or fear of the different or whatever. Um, and there's a lot of things like that in the story. Like, you know, people are afraid of Mercedes because of how she looks. They're afraid of Victor because of the propaganda. And they also like on the inverse, they assume that people who are like rich or powerful or good looking have good intentions and are credible and stuff. And a lot of times those people are actually doing more harm than the people who are like thought of the worst, like for instance, La Sombra's gang. So that's been really fun. Um, and I look forward to doing more of that. Um, but I think also just like on a more like surface level, like less obscure. Um, I really have liked doing the polyamorous relationship um, because I, I never wrote that before. And I mean, I hope that it's coming across authentically um, to everyone. Um, I know there's like a lot of different configurations for polyamorous relationships, but in this story, in this case, it's a triad where the love is um, evenly dispersed between all three of them or like reciprocal between all three of them. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's been a lot of fun to, you know, try to find that balance, like not just between two people, but make sure that all three of them have some interplay whenever they're together um, and that all three of them are contributing meaningfully to the relationship. And so you can kind of see like the value that each of them brings and what they all need each other for. So I hope that comes across. Um, but uh, yeah, and I think just again, like I really enjoy the opportunity to kind of portray things that are maybe unconventional or underrepresented and just sort of like do it in the most kind of uh, wholesome and positive light as possible. So yeah, I've, I've liked that a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, just kind of going back on the on the relationship, like to me, I mean, I'm I'm not in a, a, a triangle, um, right. <laughs> but uh, it is uh, it, to me, like as as a reader, it doesn't come off forced, and like cool. you actually see it build throughout. Like obviously, you start with uh, Victor and Mercedes, um, so you see that, and then you do slowly start to see things build more with Enrique and Mercedes when they are actually starting to, you know, kind of connect more. And she's being able to see like what old her kind of fell in love with. And he's been in love with her the entire time. So like that's that kind of never changed. And then, you know, everything that what happens with Victor and Victor and Enrique, you know, and it all just kind of like merging together. Like it's it's not like you're like, hey, guess what? Now we're together. And you're in the audience and the readers are like, I'm sorry, pardon. Um, like I don't understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, like to me, again, as a reader, like I think it it flows very well. It it does it hits all those beats that you want it to hit. And so yeah, I think uh, personally, I don't feel it was rushed. So oh, good. well so done glad. there. And as someone who primarily reads a lot of romance, love it. I, I'm like, we're there. I, I'm, a, I'm a weirdo. I read historical fiction and romance, and that's that's my like bread and butter. Like people are like, "What about action scenes?" Like, no, no, we're <laughs> yeah. good. We're all right. We don't need those. <laughs> like, is the action, um, you know, the you know the nine hundreds? Is that is that the action we're looking for? Like, oh yeah, <laughs> like is it jousting? Because cool, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's the eighteen hundreds. It's uh, we're we're following the the British military in India. You say, all right. Well, here we are. Um, I don't know, Bernard Cornwall. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's, <laughs> whatever. Um, 
what do you know what you're talking about exactly. is what you're saying yeah, yeah. if you just <laughs> yeah. if you decide you want to do like you know like a, a, a return of like a, you know 1800s english you know that you call me i can i can refer cool, you yeah. some books uh, i will i will <laughs> um but uh, uh, I, I also appreciate a lot of the comedy that happens. I mean, again, my boyfriend, Nando, he got the comedy. Um, but like, <laughs> there's there's a lot of really good comedic aspects in here. Like, there's there's also one point that like still is is sticks with me, and I, I, I still find it hilarious, even though I don't think it's meant to be. Um, so Mercedes knows that she's undead. She is. Yeah. She's. She knows that she's come back to life, and then, but then when she finds out that Victor is a necromancer, she's like a necromancer, and I'm like, girl, you dead? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, you know this, right? Like, you, you, you've come to the realization that you have been raised from the grave, uh, and she's like, huh, a necromancer? Like, I can't. I cannot. Like, I, I, yeah. I, like when I read that, I was like. No, no I, I read that wrong. She, there's something else. It's like to me, like it still sticks with me, and I'm like, girl, like priorities, man. Like, yeah, you yeah. Think about it. Oh man. Well, you know, some people's denial can be pretty strong. <laughs> they gotta, they gotta retain their worldview, you know, at all costs. Maybe that's it. Oh, man. Uh, what, what about, uh, what about you? What, what were some of your favorite, like, uh, favorite note? Like all those balloons. <laughs> oh. um so uh what what was like uh, have you had some like favorite jokes or favorite moments or anything uh from the series so far oh man um well i do really like writing lasagra's uh, dialogue because like everything she says is Fair. sort of like an innuendo <laughs> um but i think and it's also just really funny because i'm like so the opposite of that myself but it's i don't know i've really enjoyed you know taking on that personality i guess <laughs> um but i think too just uh the festival as well i remember like i had a lot of fun coming up with just like the most ridiculous kind of festival games and like anti-necromancer propaganda and gags and stuff and I couldn't even fit it all in but it was fun like adding little details to the background and like weird <laughs> unfortunate and uncomfortable things that the happened two, like, um, the, like, yeah. the, the, like the two soldiers that are going around like the two members of the order yeah. like those two I'm like they seem fun like yeah they're just having a good time <laughs> right like, yeah they're just following the food, just just doing their stuff they're just they're just they're just, they're just having a they're just having a blast yeah yeah <laughs> um what do you want people to take away from uh from love me to death mm. gosh well yeah let's see other than throuples are <laughs> throuples are good yeah. i mean that's just a win for everybody that's the main thing um yeah I don't trust authority figures not <laughs> well maybe um but yeah, maybe it's kind of like what I was saying uh, earlier, which is like, at least this is kind of like, I think the theme that I've been like most processing while writing it, which is just, you know, we should question the things that we believe about people or groups of people. Um, and sort of like, you know, if you get to know someone well enough, you'll see the humanity in pretty much everybody. And, you know, people are flawed to varying degrees, um, but they also have redeeming qualities. Uh, and yeah, and I think just kind of like, maybe just because something is familiar or you've always heard it, it doesn't mean that it's true. Um, so yeah, I think that's maybe 
the message. I guess you don't have to take that away, but it's what I've taken away from it. So yeah. I was taking away some rich people are okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, at least in this universe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously fiction. Uh, but, um, so, what's next for what's next for you and uh, Love Me to Death? Uh, well, we're working on season two right now, um, and I think it's going pretty well. Like what we've got planned is pretty exciting. There's a lot of, um, you know, going to be a lot of fun, magical stuff going on in the next season, and of course, they're with La Sombra now, so it's going to be exciting. Um, there's more like throuple romance and goodness. Um, but we're also, I think, gonna see more of like the murder plot come to a head. So, um, yeah, we, yeah. we, we got, we got, <laughs> we got over the murder plot real quick. It was like, yeah, was it? And it was like, nah, it's all right. And you're like, all right, it wasn't her. She, she's just there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, yeah, there's a, yeah, in season one, I feel like the murder plot kind of like I started doing it and then they're like, let's just leave instead. Um, I think that's kind of one of the things about writing like for a webtoon is that so much of it is just sort of like, you know, you're kind of writing it in chunks, we write it like in chunks of 10 episodes generally. So like while the whole thing is outlined, things can change while you're writing the 10 episodes and then you decide to focus a little bit more on something or give something a little bit more time. And then after that, you're like, well, where did this plot line go? Or I could have foreshadowed this better, but at that point it's out. So that's what it is. Um, so I think, uh, yeah, in season two, like we're gonna circle back a little bit. Um, it is critical that they do find a way to fix the resurrection spells. So, you know, part of that is going to have to involve solving some mysteries. And yeah, that's all I'll say. They're going to get a dog. It's going to yeah. be great. Uh, they're going to run <laughs> yeah. around in a van. It's going to be cool. Right. <laughs> We're going to invent vans just for this. Vans oh, you're right. Uh, they're going to run around in a carriage. <laughs> yeah, they already have a carriage. They do, and Fernando can drive it. He's Fernando, their Fernando, driver. Fernando's gonna come around. It's gonna be painted green and yellow and blue. He's gonna like come yeah. in. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe he's just living the high life while Enrique's gone. He's like, finally. Yeah. He's like, oh no, Enrique's dead. Yeah. Well, party. the pantry's not gonna empty itself. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> uh, are, are you are you watching or reading anything currently? I know we're in that spooky esque type of season with uh, yeah. <laughs> Hallow's Eve uh, close approaching. Um, are any anything that's like getting you in the mood right now, or is there something um, else that you're you know kind of going through? Well, gosh, I guess like this is probably that's, just... a, that's a weird. I'm not your therapist. <laughs> like, is there, oh, is, there is that not what we're doing? The question was. <laughs> What are you currently reading or watching that you think our listeners should check out? Uh, that's the original question that I just went on a weird, a weird area there. <laughs> no worries, no worries. I feel like actually this maybe conveniently lines up. It's not that I, I listen or watch things for the sake of Halloween, but I do really enjoy uh, horror. So, um, you know, we don't actually watch or read very much as much as we'd like to because we were always working and we're parents but what I do is I watch a lot of or listen to a lot of podcasts actually this is a recent thing for me so um the right. things that I yeah I mean uh, yeah right whatever <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah so uh and mostly I end up listening to like audio horror drama or anthologies because um I don't know I like the stories. Yeah. <laughs> check so, out yeah. check out Tannis. 
That's a good Hannes. one. Hannes. Okay. Yeah. I will. Just thinking of like 30 different seasons of that. It's, it's fun. It's, it's, it's kind of like cereal. Like it's played like cereal and, mm. but it's like scary esque type Ooh. of a horror. It's got a, it's got a horror vibe to it. I can't, yeah, I, okay. I, I used to listen to it. I can't anymore. I'm like, it got too, it got too scary for me. I'm a wuss bag oh, though. Man. So <laughs> I, I can't, I can't do scary. Like Lost Boys, like uh, I watched that and I was like, yeah, no, we good. <laughs> I mean, and that's, that's not even scary, but like I watched that one recently and I was like, all right. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, yeah, I, I used to be more of a wuss actually, but I feel like I've become almost numb to it <laughs> because of all the horror podcasts. But uh, yeah, I will def- definitely check that out because I feel like I've actually kind of run out of my things that I had on my list already. Um, well, there you go. And listeners, yeah. check out, check out Tans. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Also, the Magnus Archives. That's my favorite. <laughs> Magnus Archives. That, oh, wait, yeah. hold on. <laughs> what's, the, what's the Magnus Archives? Oh, it is this horror anthology thing, but it actually has like this really cool meta plot and everything. And yeah, and they're actually doing like, um, I guess, what do you call it? Like a, a prequel now. They just started that. So yeah, it's pretty exciting. Good time to get into it. Uh, and I know our, we, I, we have listeners that they will, if, if we don't, if, if I don't say it, they'll, they'll lose their mind. Welcome to Night Vale. You can do welcome to Night Vale if you want. Yes, that's, that's also I love that scary. Too. Uh, the only, like, it, it was like, I, I, I love our listeners to death, but they're like, do a Night Vale episode. And we're like, guys, they're like 19,000 hours in Night Vale. Like, do a Night Vale episode. What do you want? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's so good, though. I do love Night Vale, too. And pretty much everything that uh, those guys make. Um, I'm actually listening to their uh, Amazon story right now. The um, one about the private detectives. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I feel it, like horrible for forgetting the name. I was right like, now, but... I, w- I did like the OG Night Vale, like on, like when it was on CD Night Vale. <laughs> like, oh, really? Like, yeah. I did the, like, the audiobook Night Vale. Like, I did that one. Mm. So, like, I, I, w- I was there for that. And then it just kept going. And I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't have that much time. <laughs> like, you missed like, you missed like two episodes and you're like, oh, man, this is, we're, we're done for. Like, we can't. Like, <laughs> it's too yeah. much yeah i was i didn't realize like it's still ongoing i think nope. right like i i started getting into it i'm like i've been listening to this for a while like was it like how how many more episodes it's like oh it's forever it's still going <laughs> it's like it's for me I, I just i really like the voice um and you know it just is kind of like a bunch of like really clever nonsense i guess is the best way i can mm-hmm. describe it but um and then some plot that goes through too and it's kind of like for me I like I just put it on when it's something that's like I'm drawing or something that I just I I need to listen to something like soothing and nice in the background and it's like totally does the trick there they they Um, do so much good stuff with that like especially like they're just random ads that they do (laughs) they're like and the darkness falls upon the building and blah blah blah. it goes into like this like a, a demon summons Cthulhu and everything's like Taco Bell, Live Moss. And you're like, all right. Yeah. Like, it was just a Taco <laughs> Bell commercial. And you're like, that's fair. That's why not? I yeah, I, I love that type of stuff. That's that's good. I wish I would I wish I was clever enough to write stuff like that. Cause I would totally throw those in there. Like it would be so amazing. 
Yes, I don't know how they come up with that. It is like so smart and so ridiculous, which I feel like is probably one of the most difficult types of smart to be. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. <laughs> respectable uh, tara this this was super fun thank you thank you so much for for coming on yes thank you so much for having me again um it was really fun oh definitely um so where can our listeners find you and your uh your work social media wise and reedy wise <laughs> reedy wise yeah uh we're pretty much we're on all social media platforms as tutimated so that's easy um i think we're most active though on like on webtoon obviously um in our discord and on patreon um but we do post like I don't know. We're kind of oh, terrible at keeping up with everything, um, to be honest. But if you want to find us, I would say like Webtoon is the best spot. Or um, if you go to our website, it's tunamated.com and we have links to everything there. So, yeah. And we'll throw those in the show notes. And yeah, uh, I, I need to. So I wanted to I wanted to get on and talk to you beforehand. We're, we're going to wrap up. I promise, everybody. Um, <laughs> I, I wanted to get on and talk to you beforehand before before I before I took the leap. So the Patreon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> are there are there earmuffs children earmuffs <laughs> are there are there are there are those the spicy spicy pictures on the, oh. I've, I've, I've noticed like i've noticed some little <laughs> like we, we put some stuff up there like like hey go to the patreon for exclusive mm -hmm. and i'm like all right what like what type are we uh we talking we talking, uh, we, talking some, we talking some good stuff like we talking some good drawings like Oh, oh yeah. There's a lot. Of stuff All right. Okay. There. All right. I think we need to put some Lasama though. <laughs> oh, bro. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. You let me know when Lasama comes up there. I'll, I'll, I'll get that platinum membership. Like, I'll, okay. I'll be there. I'll be there. All right. All right. I'm gonna make it platinum members only. No. Oh, actually, don't don't do that. No. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm, I'm poor. I'm poor. This podcast. This podcast makes no money. Like, please. Like, <laughs> I am totally kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah. Like definitely check out the Patreon support because, I mean, you can read for free on Webtoon. That's great. And then go to the Patreon, do a little money. I'll, I'll do it because, I mean, plus spicy pictures, guys. Uh, who <laughs> we'll doesn't subscribe want, to yours, too. <laughs> who doesn't want the spicy drawings? Um, right. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, yeah. Now, did you even know that there were spicy drawings? Now, are you interested in the spicy drawings? And now you got to go to the Patreon. Boom. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, definitely uh, uh, follow uh, follow Tunamator. Like I said, we're going to put the links in the bios. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at What's Up Fandom and on Twitter at What's Up Fandom PC for podcasts. Um, our anime content is coming back with the anime book club. So you can find it again. Same way, same place there, Anime Book Club. And you can download these episodes or, or listen to these episodes if you want to download them. I guess you can. I don't know why you would. They should just stream them. <laughs> um, but you can listen to uh, listen to all of our episodes, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, uh, all the wonderful places that you can download podcasts or just listen to them, stream them, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. What, who, I, don't, I don't listen to these. Like, I put them out and then I don't listen to them again. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how people listen to shows. Uh, but yeah, definitely check them out. Um, and thanks to Webtoon for helping set up this interview. Um, really appreciate it. And Tara, thank you again so much. Thank you, Josh. It was so good to talk to you again. Definitely. So for What's Up Fandom, I'm Josh. And I'm Tara. There it is. Bye, everybody. <laughs>